Hello and welcome to Fragmenters, the most entertaining podcast that I've found where you get to have a conversation with business women who are enthusiastic about life, work, and money. We love building up other women and getting them ready for their new careers. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Fragmenters. I appreciate everybody who's listening and that have rated and reviewed. It really helps get us out there. Today, I'm going to be introducing you to Natasha Salzar. She was once a certified master mechanic, is now, what did you say, working on Jeeps? I build Jeeps. I build Jeep Building Jeeps. (laughs) And is pretty much a rock star, literally and figuratively. (laughs) Thanks. So Natasha, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. All right. Well, um, I've been an ASC master. Well, I've been a, me- a mechanic for the past 20 years, ASC master technician for the last 12. And that means I, if mechanics were doctors, I'd be a surgeon. So <laughs> nice. um, you'd have all the, basically all the ASC um, automotive service excellence tests that you take. And if you pass all of them and uh, continue to pass all of them, then um, you get a master technician status. So I've done that for 20 years. I started being a mechanic because I realized mechanics weren't honest with female customers and um, that uh, needed to change. So I got into it with one of the mechanics because I used to work in the customer service part of it where we would handle the complaints from the customers about the mechanics. So Mm -hmm. I got a, if you can do better, I'd like to see you try. So I did. (laughs) Man, I love that. I had no idea. So you had no interest in it. You just were challenged and accepted. Yeah. um, Nobody in my family was specifically a mechanic. We have firemen, we have roofers, we have plumbers, we have, you know, cops, deputy sheriffs, things like that. But we didn't have any mechanics. And um, so I couldn't really turn to anybody in my family that I trusted to, to make sure that I needed all these things and they, they couldn't help me. So I couldn't trust anybody. So I went to school. I went to Owens uh, community, community college because they offered a degree in automotive technology and I went to school for it. So now I'm the family mechanic. <laughs> oh, I bet you get harassed as much as the family <laughs> IT person does. Right. <laughs> so you got like a, an associate's a bastard, bastards, <laughs> a bachelor's associate's degree, something like that. Um, associate of, of applied science in automotive technology. Awesome. I didn't even know that was an option. I've only, when you talk about mechanics and going to school, I've only heard about doing trade schools. I didn't know conventional mm-hmm. college was an option too. So were you like a teen or were you... I don't know how old you are. You don't have to say either. Oh, I, I don't uh-huh. mind. I'm 40. Okay. So yeah, you were young. You were about 20, maybe. Yeah, about 20 or, or so. Like- Once I started, um, I started working in a dealership, like I said, in the, in the customer service side of it, we were basically um, the girls who would call and follow up with your service experience or follow up with mm-hmm. your sales experience from a dealership. That's about as close as to cars that I had ever been. Yeah. And uh, it's... I'd never really thought of men misleading 
women in mechanics. I uh, had someone on here, Meredith, she was on here and we talked about car sales Mm -hmm. and how it was different for women in that. But in mechanics, I never even thought you could super easy take advantage of someone who doesn't know much and assume that they don't because of our gender. Absolutely. And um, I, I was tired of that. I was tired of that even being a thing. There used to be a joke that I would get called over to explain things to customers, even if they weren't my customers, because I speak girl. Oh, and like (laughs) they couldn't explain it to their female customer what they were trying to say. And I could in a way Mm -hmm. that they could understand, like if if I I could compare uh, an oil pump to a chocolate fountain and then they finally got it, like because it's the... (laughs) the process is almost the same. <laughs> so, right. It's the same mechanism. Right. So they're like, Oh, okay. Okay. I get it. Now they're like, I would have never thought chocolate fountain. I'm like, cause that, you know, that's something I know that I can, you know, com- compare it to that. They'll understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just felt comfortable with me. I would even um, have customers. I'm like, this is what does need to be done, but none of these are, important except for this one these other things can wait a year but these this right here has to be done right now and they would believe me because like it does have to be done but not right now I'm not trying to take your money right I've had that have that happen before all right getting bushwhacked so Um, I gained a, a lot of trust a lot of trust from female customers and they started to come just to me which kind of pissed them off I'm like well that's what you get for for being dishonest you know yeah that's called karma bitch yeah <laughs> was it on commission or it was a flat rate so okay. um say on average a break job get takes you two hours mm-hmm. on average so you're gonna get paid two hours now if you can get it done in an hour and a half you still get paid two hours but you can move on to the next job so you that's how you can make more than eight hours in an eight hour shift However, if something is rusty or breaks or you have to replace something you didn't think and it takes you longer than two hours, you still only get paid two hours. So it can go either way. Right. I was just wondering why they would get pissed off if people are coming to you directly. If it's not on commission, then what's yeah, the it's, fuck it's the matter? Flat rate. It, it's flat rate. So it's per job. Yeah. Yeah. So do you prefer building Jeeps to being a mechanic or? Absolutely. absolutely I think well because I've I've lived my entire life in Ohio we're in the rust belt and every car I've worked on has been rusted solid and and will break or will drop clumps of dirty Ohio slushy snow on you when you stand under it to fix it and I mean I love fixing problems but I like putting together fresh pieces that I already know what it's going to look like when it's put together and I just get to put it together without having to take it apart first (laughs) yeah I can only imagine so when I introduced you oh go ahead no good I was just gonna say when I introduced you I said that you were a rock star yes I um you want to talk a little bit about that sure um I've been singing pretty much my whole life. My family's musicians performed public, first time publicly on stage at 10 years old um, with my dad. And he was floored that I was so comfortable my first time on stage. So mm-hmm. he said, we're going to run with this. And 
started, he had a recording, little recording studio in, in our basement. So he started recording us and my brother, my little brother um, started showing that he had musical talents as well. Fast forward many years, we were in a very, very popular band here in Northwest Ohio called Sugar Packs for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we opened for, we opened for Dennis DeYoung of Styx. Um, I opened for Gwen Stefani. Oh my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> And super cool. I was voted best singer in Toledo for 2020. So that was fun. But uh, yeah, we play all around. We have fun doing it. Uh, my brothers does his own little, his own music stuff now and I do my own, but we still visit each other's gigs sometimes and sit in with each other. So it's all good. That's way awesome. I That's what I wanted to do when I, I was little. I was going to be a singer. There's a reason I'm not. I still <laughs> I I karaoke because I love it, but oh, that's absolutely. So awesome that you're able to live that that so many people want to. It's fun. It's it's a lot of work too because if you get sick, you can't go I mean you you know, you can sit there and play a guitar with a stuffy nose, but you can't really sing with a sore throat or a cold, you know what I mean? You can't Yeah. So that's, that's the only thing that sucks. Like as much as you want to do your job through being sick, you, you, you can't sometimes and and you feel bad, but right. But it's, it's, it's fun. So what's been your biggest obstacle and you can talk about any of the positions you want or all of them. Um, I think it's being, uh, the first one is being taken seriously as a female mechanic, Mm -hmm. even in school, right. When I started, it was like, Oh, what is she doing here? And I knew I had to do the best in the class in order to be taken seriously or or at least in the top and so I would sit up front and the first year even the instructors were kind of like if you come back next year it'd be good to see you blah 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 and I kept coming back and I kept getting good grades because I knew I had to and then my instructors used to challenge new students who would he get caught <laughs> teasing me to I challenge you to get a better grade than she will in this class this semester because she's going to make y'all look like fools. So then they had my back and I had uh, professor recommendations to dealerships all over when I graduated. A lot of them came to my graduation party and bought me tools. So that was cool. <laughs> That's way awesome. Yeah. So that was fun. But uh, then getting into a dealership and you have an audience for the first, I want to say two weeks, anytime you're in a new shop because you're an al- anomaly. I am a female presenting female, so that makes it more of a anomaly to the men. It's, mm-hmm. uh, um, they, I don't know, they can't control themselves. And that's uh, the biggest thing I've had to deal with. They've come, you know, if, let me do this for you. Let me do that for you. And you're going to break a nail or uh, you always get who, who hired the stripper. And I'd always, oh, remember, oh yeah. And the thing is, I'd always remember the the hiring manager's name for this reason, because I would always get it. Like, yeah, I think his name was John. John is the one who hired the stripper. Like, <laughs> I don't, you have to out um, stun them and then mm-hmm. they'll, they, you eventually stop. So that's kind of where my mouth comes from too. Um, I don't know if you're friends with me on Facebook. I don't care when I, t- <laughs> what I post and. You kind of got to outstun them before they have a chance to, I don't know, intimidate you, I guess. 
Oh yeah. It's like a safety mechanism. You have to be wittier, quicker, smarter, grosser, even grosser because they're men, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. That's one of the, one of the uh, shockers my husband has had. Cause when I left, well, at the gold mine, I, they called me the F-bomb queen. Oh, nice. Because I said fuck all the time. And not only that, but like you said, grosser, there are flatulences that you had to let go so you could just be like the rest of them. Absolutely. Coming from not mining was very, uh, very shocked when I just openly ripped ass in front of him. (laughs) That's awesome. Got to do it. it. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. So what's helped you the most? Um, I guess what's helped me the most was really not backing down. I mean, just not backing down because they're intimidated by a strong woman and Mm -hmm. you need to not, you know, you need to keep intimidating them. So not backing down, they eventually gain your respect because nothing they can do gets to you, I guess. And that's their intent and, um, gain your respect, know what you're doing, you know, because they're looking for you to fail they're looking for you to do something wrong to do it to give a reason why girls shouldn't be doing this so uh just uh be a badass and know what you're doing and they they can't say shit then they really can't i'm I'm hearing confidence might be a little key (laughs) yeah maybe stubbornness (laughs) if you know if you know your shit you know you know your shit yeah that's true would you say it's always like that or just every time you meet a new person and then once you once you pass a certain threshold you're more even kill it's um it's like that with every well every every dealership I've ever worked in has always exactly been the exact same even starting at the jeep plant Mm -hmm. um even though there's about 50% of the workers are female. They still look at you like you shouldn't be doing this. We're getting paid the same thing. Like we can do this, get out of the way, you know? Well, you had to go through the same hoops and trainings and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's always fun, but Mm -hmm. I guess you could say we're also stronger because we have to do that and they don't. Oh, for sure. Not that we want to, but (laughs) it is. (laughs) Obviously, we want to actually, if I think about it, or we would just right, right. Do you think it's imperative for women to work in your field? Absolutely, we need more women so women can be more confident with things that they can do themselves, basic maintenance for their vehicles, just because it's overwhelming or scary to think, Oh, it's a car, so I have to take it somewhere. The more women do this, the more they see how easy it is to do this and anyone can do it. Mechanics, you know, aren't, aren't, isn't a man's job. It's as a matter of fact, we're better at it. Our hands are smaller. Our hands fit in the engine compartment way better than men's do. Oh, that <laughs> and, makes um, sense. <laughs> our, our, our fingers are more, um, you know, they're slimmer. I guess. I mean, for the most part, we can, our hands are smaller. Mm-hmm. And can reach things that men can't. I get called over all the time to help the guys. Can you reach this? Your hand smaller. I drop this down in the engine compartment. I can't reach it. I mean, we we can do it. It's easy. And uh, it'll be more, com- build their confidence too with taking care of their own vehicle maintenance, taking care of their own upkeep and don't need anybody to take care of it for them. 
Yeah, no, I'm all about that. You know what you should do? I mean, I don't know if you have any interest, but you should totally start a YouTube or a TikTok and just show women how to do basic things. I'm sure you would blow up and everyone would follow it. Oh, for sure. I used to um, do a a Girl Scout. I'd run as a Girl Scout badge called Car Sense and I'd show them how to at least change their oil and rotate their tires, change a flat tire at least. No, that, that I would totally watch that still because I don't do most of my own stuff and I know I should, but. I should. I That's an idea. I have to kick you a finder's fee if I knew that. <laughs> okay. Well, at least kick me the link so I can watch and learn <laughs> right. myself. <laughs> what advice would you give someone wanting to enter your profession? And usually I leave this open, but because you have two fucking awesome professions that you work at, I would like advice on both. You want like mechanics and becoming a singer or yeah and okay I mean not just becoming a singer because you just sing and you take lessons and you practice and stuff but actually like maybe one of the things that helped you get out there more okay um well let's go with we'll start with mechanics don't go look at your local technical centers or your career what, what they might call career centers or vocational areas. They don't have to be colleges. They can be community college. They could be career centers, but check there. They usually have um, at least beginner automotive classes that you can take. Sometimes you can get college credit for it if you want to get the degree. If not, you can just go and take what you want to learn, like to change your own oil, to change your own brakes, take a basics and a, and a, and a brakes 101 and you're good. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get into the career, I would suggest as a female taking the associate go getting the associate's degree or at least being on the path of it when you go apply unfortunately women mechanics are not taken seriously unless they have this um i i have i know friends that are female mechanics in the area and they also have friends in other parts of the united states that it's almost you have to show proof that men, you know that guys don't have to show but mm-hmm. Go to school or at least start going to school. That piece of paper will give them no choice but to hire you. I mean, I know that that's not why they won't. That's not what I'm trying to say, but they will look for a reason not to. Don't give them a reason not to. (laughs) Um, And just just stick with it. Don't let them bully you. Um, Be a badass because you are. No, I I like that. It And it sucks that we're here, but you said that about 50% of the people in your shop are women. So it's getting, it's getting more and more equal. It's not equal. I looked up the percentages. I can't quote them. I forgot, but it's definitely not equal, but the more people that were, I'm sorry, not 50% were mechanics, 50% in the Jeep building plant. Gotcha. (laughs) Sorry if I did. I'm sorry if I mixed. No, that's fine. But um, just the more women that do it, the more people see it, the more, I don't know, I know what I'm trying to say. Just the more that people see it, the more accustomed people get and the easier it will be for the next gen. Absolutely. My daughter is in automotive in her high school. They, they're they offering it in as a technical program in her high school. She's taking automotive. She's taken it since freshman year. She'll be a senior next year. That's awesome. Actually, that's where she met her girlfriend. Her girlfriend's in her automotive class too. So that's cute. They're adorable. They work on 
we all work on cars together and it's the cutest thing. <laughs> nice. I was going to ask if she was the only one or I don't know the demographic in that area, but are there many women in the class or is it just, um, just, I mean, just girls? her, just those two. Yeah. It's that's just what those I two. assumed. Yeah. Oh, we got to get to them younger. I've, I mean, at least yours is kind of fall or following in your footsteps mine's just I mean she just wants to be a teacher I think that's a huge you know right. that's a huge profession that needs to be done but I was kind of disappointed none of my kids are nerds <laughs> well one's getting nerdier but he wants to go into the marines so oh that's great yeah but I mean, he can, he can still, I think, get into IT and the Marines, but he wants to be a sniper. So it's not really like that's going to happen if right. it goes that way. <laughs> so how can I become a famous scene? Oh, okay. You are. Well, yeah, I've just been, you know, in my family, but we would start a karaoke. We always used to go karaoke and we would go do karaoke contests and then kind of just, I, this is how it happened really for us. You meet people who, hey, I know this girl and this guy, like that one plays guitar and one sings or whatever, you guys should do something together. And you start sitting in with people that you start to get to know. And then um, people start to know or see you around, I guess. I got a Facebook message that somebody that somebody else knew was trying to put together a band and was looking for a female singer because he's always been an all men fronted bands and they're great, mm -hmm. but he wanted to go in a different direction. I'd never met this person in my life. I get told by somebody at the dealership, one of the salesmen comes up to me because he used to come to this like once a month review thing. I used to do at a bar that was coyote ugly ass at a bar nice. I used to work at. <laughs> so he used to come to that. This is how he came up to me at work at the dealership and said, somebody I know knows somebody who wants to start a band and for once a girl singer. So here's his Facebook information. So I sent him a message. He said, do you have any video of you singing? I'm like, not really, except for this like Hispanic festival, Latino idol bullshit contest mm -hmm. thing they were doing. And somebody had it on a video or a phone camera. Mm -hmm. So I sent him that. And he's like, okay, I want to come see you. I'm like, well, I'm not playing out anywhere. I don't, I'm not in a band. I just do this Coyote Ugly thing once a month he's like all right we're gonna come see you I'm like okay so the bass player the guitar player and the drummer came out to see me then gave me like all their information like we want to you want we want you to give us five songs to learn in like a week and we'll meet you next week and we'll see how it sounds I'm like mm -hmm. okay so we did that and it sounded great well a month into it the guitar player it realized he was overcommitted and couldn't do it anymore. So we were out a guitar player. Dang. Well, my brother, my little brother is, is a guitar player. So I suggested he come and audition. They said, okay, we'll go ahead and let him audition. And um, the rest is history. We became sugar packs with an X. So played all over Northwest Ohio for seven, seven years in the paper quite a few times. Played very, some big, 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 venues played fairs a lot and it was it was a great time and then we just kind of moved our own our own ways we're still doing music but in our own ways now mm -hmm. so network and have really big balls <laughs> <laughs> um oh also get 
take, even if you have to play for free, play for free your first gig of a, of a bar that will let you play there. We got paid $50 for our first gig mm-hmm. in a bar just so someone would hear us play. And that was all we had to do. People from other bars came to see this and we got flooded with business cards. We ran out of business cards that day. So you got to take one for free. And then we were charging almost almost $2,000 for a gig. So it goes from that to to that in seven years. So Oh, wow. That's awesome. And all of that. Yeah, that's and that, that was just on the side while you're yep. being a badass mechanic <laughs> telling men what to do at night. You're a rock star. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) What's the best advice you've ever received? And you can do personal, professionally, just what is your best advice that you've gotten? The best advice I've gotten, and it actually pertains to all of these situations, is um, if you're getting bullied or somebody is bullying you or trying to hurt you, own it. Even if it's breaking you inside, own it. Like, um, you're a fat pig. I am fat. Look at, I am. When you take that away, that power away from them, you take away the power. They, they are doing it to cause a reaction in you, to get you to cry, to get you to hurt. And if you show them that doesn't bother you, it gives you a false sense of confidence until your real confidence gets there. And you take away their power and seeing the look on their face that they got out bullied by what they were trying to do is also super satisfying. But I've used that my entire life to whatever situation it applies to. You're not, you know, you're never going to play this venue. You're not good. You know what? I, I'm, you know what? I'm not, but I, I will be, I not, I'm not yet, but I will be as I, uh, point to my bus singer and Toledo plaque hanging on my wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just take take it, even if it crushes you and you it's breaking you and your the tears are stinging your eyes, give it, own it, even if you don't believe it, it takes away their power and it gives you almost a shield that nothing can hurt you and uh, use it when you need it. Use it when you need it. When someone's telling you you can't do something, they're trying to break you. Don't let them break you. Take away their power. Yeah, I really like that. And not only that, you're not doing the same thing back. That's always kind of driven me nuts. Like if they hit you, you can hit them back. Well, this is, it's hitting them back without actually being a dick. Right. You're you're taking it, you're taking it and not getting upset by it, which was their point. Right. Even, even if you are upset by it, you know what I mean? You know, you're an ugly. Yeah, I am. I am ugly. You are right. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, and instead of saying, you know, like, yeah, I'm ugly, but at least I get laid, or, you know, right. not like retaliating. You're just like, yeah, you have no power over me. Fuck off. Exactly. Take yeah. away the power. Yeah. That's it. That's a good one. And I can see how that in male dominated fields up on stage it doesn't matter. That'll help you dropping off the kids at daycare. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, you said you have a daughter. <laughs> yeah, I have um, three kids. My oldest uh, is 21. He's in the Air Force and he's a fireman. My middle is 16. She's a junior and she's an automotive mm-hmm. at school. My youngest is 14. He's in eighth grade. 
and they're all great. So you've had them in all your careers. How has having kids being in these careers affected you at all? Um, Well, it was harder going through school. I mean, because, you know, there's a bunch, there's three of them and they are kids and they're running around and you still got to be mom, but you still got to do your schoolwork and you still have to do your homework and you still have to do your real, like your actual work, go to work to make money right. <laughs> and be a mom. And it was, um, frustrating, you know, frustrating. I felt bad that I couldn't give them the attention that they needed at that time, but it was, you know, I, I promise it's only for a short while. I missed a lot, but I got it done. And now I don't have to miss a lot. I can now spend the time with them that that they deserve but school was really hard with them with my ex-husband he was um good dad but he wouldn't kind of keep them from bothering me when I really needed to study for at least a, an hour you know mm-hmm. what I mean so that was that was tough but we made it work and I mean kids are awesome I don't know how to, I don't know what else to say about that no I agree I mean you gotta do what you gotta do and I'll tell everyone I was late to this because we were trying on soccer cleats and my, yeah, my 14 year old was taking his sweet ass time. (laughs) And I apologize again that I was late, but sometimes doing, cause I get off work at one job, had to run and get him those and get here. Sometimes it's just a lot to fill it all in. No problem. I understand completely. A lot of people, if they look at male-dominated fields or climbing ladders, which you have, obviously you've become the surgeon of mechanics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, People look at that and they're like, how are you supposed to have kids? And you can. If that's your desire, if that's what you want in your life, you can have kids and you can fucking take over the world financially and Absolutely. So this is usually the hardest question for everyone. What do you do for fun? Oh my God. I love to garden and and bake. I know that sounds so (laughs) surprising for me, Mm -hmm. but I I really, I love garden. Well, I do love gardening anyway. I swear I'm not making fun of it. I'm Mexican and that's not a Mexican joke, but I'm just... I've always just been outside in dirt with my family. I we always, my mom always grew tomatoes and jalapenos. I swear that also isn't a Mexican joke, but it's just, a fact. Mm-hmm. and we just, we just always loved outdoors. We we're always outdoors. So dirt growing things and picking them right off the vine and, or branch or whatever, and just eating it is not mm-hmm. anything we're not used to not doing. So I love being able to watch something grow that I've, planted and then reaping the the fruit from it you know something I made with my hands oh yeah Um, so I love gardening I I can I could spend out there just hours out there just digging in the soil but I like baking because it started out as trying to save money with all the kids birthdays those you know Kroger cakes or whatever like 40 45 dollars or something yeah like I'm just gonna make a cake but it was real specific that what my kid wanted. So I went, tried real hard and it turned out pretty well. I mean, I went to Pinterest all for days, Mm -hmm. days, days, and it turned out okay. It looked a little rough, but it turned out okay. And it was way better than the store cakes that, you know, according to my daughter. 
Right. (laughs) I can do this. I can do this. And I started playing with it more and realized it was also kind of um, an artist, artistic escape, just build, like making something with your hands that you could eat. I got to make my niece's first birthday smash cake looked like an anatomical brain. Oh, because they used to call her monster baby. She just would like growl at people when she was excited. She's like, oh, nice. <laughs> it's like an excited growl. So her nickname was monster baby. So she had to have a brain that she ate. So I made a red velvet cake in a Pyrex bowl so that I could carve it to look like brain shape and then made marshmallow fondant to make like the the squiggly parts of the brain and covered it mm-hmm. with seedless raspberry jam and it looked sticky and brainy and gross <laughs> and the the poor woman at Chuck E. Cheese almost had a heart attack when she opened the box to start like plating it for, for serving. It's like, is I that real? Imagine. Oh yes, yeah, we, yes, we mm-hmm. brought a brain to Chuck E. Cheese, human brain even. Yeah, <laughs> but that was the best compliment I ever received. She's like, oh my god, like. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's my, fun for me. It's fun yeah, for me. It's just, go ahead. I was just going to say my middle son actually wants to be a baker. Oh, nice. So he, uh, he's planning on, he takes all the food science and courses that he can. He's going into high school next year. So there will be more, but he also wants to take like engineering and welding courses to help him so that he can build super structurally sound huge giant cakes that's what he wants to that's do. awesome right oh my gosh that's amazing <laughs> yeah so I've of course had to get a little more into baking so that I can help him out which no we're just uh certified YouTube or YouTube certified bakers in our house. nice <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it and when you said that it's a creative outlet that you get to eat I never yeah. even, I never even thought of it that way. Cause for me, it's just, I prefer cooking to baking because I like to measure with my heart and with love and you can't right. do that in baking. You got to be precise <laughs> with that shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's like a, the little Alice in Wonderland in us all. It's like you, you, you can, you know, get to make something really cool and then eat me, you get to eat it. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I've gotten into is watching a uh, fancy dessert compilations. Yes. On oh my gosh. When I'm like stressed out or just need to calm down before bed or something, fancy dessert compilations. Absolutely. The best. <laughs> <laughs> or, or those, um, those natives building the pools in the jungle. I can watch that for hours. <laughs> Nick watches that sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and look over and he's on his phone and he's literally watching someone build a pool with sticks that's yep. he loves those too <laughs> I love those those are my favorite yeah that I think we'd or, be friends I think we'd be friends <laughs> yeah for sure um there's actually a new channel that he found on YouTube and it's like how it's made the tv yep. show but it's like so much more because it's YouTube and they've pulled all the different together into that one. And he's like, Hey babe, I learned how to make a mattress today. I'm like, (laughs) right. Epic. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So do you have any questions for me? Um, I don't think so. I don't, uh, 
I wasn't prepared for questions for you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I just, just ask because sometimes I get stumpers. Are you still performing? You are, I correct? Am. Yeah. So where can listeners find you? Either you're performing or if they want to well, become um, besties on Facebook or something. <laughs> right. I um, Really, if you just, if you Google Natasha Salazar in quotations and then Toledo all of my stuff will usually come up yeah my my kids well my youngest at least says that he likes to google me at school to to show (laughs) to his classmates that's my mom and he'll play like clips and stuff like that's the cutest thing ever that is awesome (laughs) he wants to be an actor when he grows up so does he yeah so he's he's loving that mom's a performer and my daughter's not so much a performer, but she loves that mom can help her with her automotive homework as well. <laughs> you got one she, from each. Yep, that's right. That's awesome. Um, yeah, if you if they wanted to um, find me on Facebook, I'm Natasha Salazar hyphen stoner. And uh, I'll send me a friend request or I most of my stuff's public anyway. So I do post if you're in the Toledo area where I'm going to be playing next on that page and you can just check it out. Awesome. Well, I'll have to make a point to come to Toledo eventually. That'd be great. Good to hear you. That would be awesome to meet you in person. For sure. All right. Well, thank you for being patient and waiting no and problem. still having thank this you. interview with me. And I am so glad I got to talk to you and we got to talk about mechanic stuff. Same. Thank you so much for asking me to come on here. Yeah, no problem. All right. Thank you so much, Natasha. You're welcome. I'll let you know when this is coming out and I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. If you liked this, please rate, review, and subscribe to ensure that you can more easily find me in the future. To continue this and more conversations, you can always find me at d at fragmenters.com. That's D-E-A at fragmenters.com on Instagram and Facebook at Fragmenters. And I also have a Facebook group uh, called Fragmenters where all the ladies with like-minded business sense hang out and enjoy. Thank you again. Bye. We got the ride.